Today on the show, we're talking about luxury versus quality. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name's Courtney. I'm joined with Trevor, and we're also joined with Mike, who will be contributing to the conversation today about luxury versus quality. So Trevor, just to lead in with you first, why are we talking about this today? I mean, why is it important? Well, I think luxury versus quality kind of impacts your day-to-day life and some of the bigger decisions you make in life. It kind of, it touches on the things that we talk about, you know, cars can make or break you personally, houses and and home improvements. All these things impact, are impacted by the decision of quality versus luxury. And we haven't had someone, we're trying something new. We want to kind of create a round table format with this, uh, with with today's episode because we think it it would really contribute to kind of the quality conversation we have. So we're really excited to have Mike uh, join our our team today to really kind of give us his perspective on this. So so Mike, if you had to look at the issue of quality versus luxury, what does it what does it boil down to for you? Uh, to me, I, I bring I think a minimalist uh, aspect to to how I approach life. So to me, I think luxury is uh, you're getting more than what you need. And you're, with luxury, you're always going to have qua- uh, quality. But I think uh, if something, if you just focus on having just quality, then you're getting just what you need. So you're you're uh, approaching it, quali- if you're getting quality, you're getting minimalism. And I, I would agree the mindset you bring to to that definition really changes. So you're, you're giving the, the minimalist perspective. You know, so somebody who's a ultra consumer might might see it completely different. Yeah, I agree. I think that they would see it and they would think that, well, uh, why not have luxury? They, that, they would be asking the other question. Like, So before we get into the bulk of today's episode, I do want to highlight one of our listener emails from Ron. He sent us a great email with a lot of, of little takeaways. So I thought that'd be great to kind of highlight on the show um, of what he's really pulled away in, from, from this podcast and what he really believes in as well. So one of his first points is delay delay gratification and you will find out that you didn't really need whatever it was you thought you wanted. And I think this, I think that's so true. Well, I don't want to say also in in Ron's email, he, he sounds like he really dialed into personal finance. So he's, he's, I'll say he's, he's really about what this show is about. You know, it sounds like at the core, but I I think I I would agree with that. It, 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 it's helped me a lot to, sort of, you know, avoid buyer's remorse by, you know, I think I want something and I'll take a week or two to think about it. Mike, uh, what do you, what do you think? I mean, we've, we've talked about delayed gratification before, but I mean, you're so dialed into this as well. And what's, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I always think, uh, kind of like you said, t- uh, um, taking a week to think about it and stuff. I'm a big fan of that. I know making big purchases. I, uh, I've regretted so many dis- uh, purchases where I, I stop and I, I like I, I go and do it like right away. So I'd rather just uh, take the time and, and look at it and walk away. And usually once you walk away, you, you, you come with a bit more calm or a mindset. So f- for me, I, I recently had a, a thing where I was looking at buying some Bluetooth earbuds. Of, of course. Enough. And, and I, I was there. So here's a case where delayed gratification kind of uh, had a negative effect on me. I seen them on sale. And they were Beats, but made Beats. You know, it's kind of an Apple product. And uh, I was thinking of of getting them, and they were on sale. And I tend to only buy things when they're on sale. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to wait. 
and they were on sale for two weeks. So I thought, you know, I'll give myself a week to think about it. And I, I completely forgot about them. And then the sale was over. So just the fact that I forgot about them told me I, I really don't need these. That's actually a pretty good test. I, I agree with that. That uh, It's almost that thing. I know um, uh, Josh and Ryan from The Minimalist, they always talk about that, that uh, before you want to throw something away, if you if you don't end up thinking about it, then uh, then it's worthwhile throwing away. So I think it's the same thing, but with buying things, that's a really good point. Yeah, there's a lot of money to be saved by just yeah. just just taking a, a moment to have a, a sober second thought and just, you know, another thing I do, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before is, a lot of times, if I, if I find myself, you know, sort of a, having this itch to buy something, I'll, I'll leave my credit card at home. And that means when I'm out and I see something, it, actually, you know what, if I'm going, to, if I'm going out and I'm, I'm shopping for something like a TV, just say I need a TV, I will leave my credit card at home so I cannot succumb to the pressures or the excitement of, of shopping for that thing. I actually have to drive home, get my credit card and go back to the store. And, and that... Even that time window on the drive home, I might convince myself, you know, do I really need this? So um, we, we really appreciate uh, your email, Ron. It's, it, we, we love that you're pulling away so much value and really, you're, it, you're really dialed into personal finance and, and we love that. I just want to say one more thing about Ron's email is he did say uh, he really liked listening to like-minded people because he kind of said he, he thinks a lot like myself and he just enjoyed enjoyed you know being around like-minded people and i agree with that it kind of it kind of puts sanity to maybe some of the things you do on a day-to-day life that the rest of the population don't do and i like to think we're we're going against the grain with our sort of message here and and, and ron and he likes to to listen to people who who think you know differently like than the rest of society like us but i, I think it's important to be around people who who think differently as well because you can gain different perspectives. I mean, if you're just around the same like-minded people all the time, you're not going to get any new ideas or new perspectives. And they don't they ha- they could be just a confirmation that you're doing the right thing because you've seen what the opposite mindset is doing. So, let's jump into really talking about today's episode, luxury versus quality. And also in the mix is is kind of the idea of cheap as well. So, kind of cheap versus luxury versus versus quality. So I think I think it's important, and I, I'm really I'm really hi- excited to hear both uh, Mike and Trevor's perspective on this. So, I mean, this episode really was inspired by uh, by one of something that happened to Mike actually. So, Mike, if, if you want to just tell our listeners about what happened to you and kind of how that sparked kind of the inspiration for this whole episode. Yeah, so the other day I was in um had an eye appointment, and I was after the appointment I was looking at uh, some glasses. And the store I was at, they uh, the they focused on quality. So none of the glasses had names on it. It was all about making good quality glasses, which I, I'm a big fan of. The glasses I ended up looking at, they were one of the the higher end glasses in the store, and it kind of hit me where versus like other things in society, like we know luxuries cars versus not luxuries cars. So with glasses, that's something I I didn't know that scale for. So I was thinking, am I just using this as uh, this quality excuse as in saying okay it's quality that's why i'm paying more or am i paying more also for luxury as well as quality so it, it dawned on me there's a lot of little things we we do day to day uh that maybe we're not paying attention to it if we're if we're paying additional for the quality or are we paying additional for the luxury 
So yeah, that's that, uh, that's what inspired it all for me. Yeah, that's an interesting concept. I, I could I, I think if if a clothing store could you imagine a clothing store set up where there was no labels on anything, you know how that would change your mentality of how you buy clothes because clothes are so label, uh, you know it means almost everything to to. Uh, I'll say a younger generation, the label on the clothes means more than the, the quality of the clothes. I've never been in a store where there wasn't labels on, uh, you know, the b- brand name on the product. So that, that, that's a, a, a ingenious concept that, that if you think about it, the retailer, if they want to be sure their customers leave with a quality product, take the labels off everything and it, their decisions will not be tainted. Mike, to, to go back to your, uh, your example, how did so the glasses that you picked up were they the most expensive in the store and that's how and that's why you're wondering if if you should if you should get them because it was kind of it was kind of like oh can I buy glasses that were maybe less expensive as opposed to more expensive pair yeah that's kind of what sparked it all for me because um when I was looking at them they had a lot of really cool features the glasses so there was these uh coil springs on them instead of regular screw springs so it's that whole for me the definition between luxury and quality is with luxury you're getting more than what you need so I was wondering okay so are all these extra features is is there more there than I need and uh and could I buy something that's maybe more like this with less features and I'm still getting the same quality out of it. So that's what kind of sparked it. And it was a more expensive pair of glasses. So that's also why I was uh, sparked by that. But you know, it's hard to know. You just said, you know, will I need these features? It's hard to know. Like you, you might, you know, so glasses might not be the greatest example, but you might wonder, am I just knowing those features exist and you didn't buy something with them? Are you going to regret not having those features? It's uh, it's funny that you bring up that example because I've actually I had the same thing happen to me when I went glasses shopping. I I was shopping at this. Uh, it's kind of a designer, or not designer, more fashion forward, more. And the glasses are really expensive, so or inexpensive. Sorry, the glasses are really inexpensive, and it's kind of glasses are almost shifting in that they're becoming more disposable because they're so inexpensive. But for me, I hold onto my glasses for a while, so I saw them as this awesomely priced investment. But then I went to go glasses shop at other places. And, and to your point, Mike, the gla- there's, there's glasses with specific brand names that were so expensive. And coming from this glasses place where the, they were all kind of generically that company's brand, I, it really put it into perspective. Yeah, I, you know, with, where this isn't a glasses show, but I never got where they put the, the brands on these glasses that, I'll, I'll say it's a clothing line, but they actually put a... a that label on the glasses I, I i fail to see the connection well i think it's kind of just like clothing where people kind of it's the social status with your clothing if you're wearing clothing with a bunch of uh, labels on it and people are going to look at you and say wow you you know you got some money to spend that so i think it's all about social status so when people see you wearing a certain name bearing glasses they they associate that with you having the money to be able to spend it and I, I think when you when you don't have wear labels and you're focusing on quality, you're kind of checking. I'll call it your uh, financial ego at the door, and you're you're focusing mainly on yourself and being happy with what you're getting out of that. Yeah, I guess that that does make sense. So you're saying it's the status that that, that label represents. That's why people are are picking it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
So I want to get into kind of talking about, because our listeners may be thinking, okay, when is a good time then to focus on quality, focus on luxury, or focus on cheap? So before we even get into that, I kind of want to talk about the areas where you you think that the, the merits where maybe quality is better than um, cheapness or cheap might be, might be better than quality. So all those kind of three variables. So... If, if we're looking at something that is cheap, when should we purchase something that is cheap? Well, I think cheap uh, a good time to, to look at cheap is when you're looking at consumables. And I, when I mean consumables, like not necessarily food, but like cleaning supplies, uh, just things like toilet paper, paper towel. I, I tend to go cheap on things like that. Mike, what would you have to say for, for when you personally go cheap? I think I agree with what Trevor said there that consumables like and again I think food like you said Trevor is a different consumable but I I agree I think it's it's things that the the extra value you might be paying for is not going to really affect your experience or whatever. No, I, I I love that Mike. That's 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 perfect. And let's let's look at quality now. Mike, when when do you think a good time is to focus on quality as as the primary thing? I think quality it's good to focus on when it's uh things you plan on keeping long term. So things like clothing and technology, as well as uh, when you need to home imp- improvements. I think those are all things that are good to have where you focus on quality because it's something that it, you're going to have for a while. And if you have it for a while, you don't want it falling apart or you don't want to have to go out and get multiple ones. If you're going cheap, it's going to end up where you, instead of buying one quality thing, you're going to have to buy two luxury things or sorry, not luxury, cheap things. So I think uh, having it where wherever it's long term, I think that's where quality is good. Yeah, so I think qual- for me, I, I would choose quality when it's something that I'm going to be using, uh, I, I'm going to rely on, meaning it, it's something, it, it may be something I, I need or want, that's that's irrelevant, but it's something that I rely on. So this is a coffee maker. You know, I, I don't want a cheap coffee maker that may or may not work when I have this small window of time to drink a coffee or a car. I need a car to go to work. So when I when it's something I, I have to rely on, you know, on a day-to-day basis, meaning it's not something so so it's when I when I when it's something I need to function on a day-to-day basis. For me that needs to be quality. And then I I think the the reason why this episode is so important is because the idea of luxury where where we might again, like Mike said at the beginning of the episode, we might not know when we are actually indulging in something that is luxurious first we actually think it's just quality so where are there any areas specific areas where maybe is or is actually maybe i'll just ask this question is luxury ever ever something you should indulge in so for me i, I go to luxury when it's something i want to use as opposed to something i have to use so for me luxury i enjoy my consumer electronics so for those i, I tend to buy i, I consider luxury brands Apple, uh, things that I have to use, things that I that are more of a utility in my life, like a, a car, I, I tend to go quality, not luxury. So if, that's the distinction for me. Mike, do you do you ever think that there is a reason to justify buying something that is maybe strictly lu- lu- luxurious, or or another way to look at it is, is there ever do you ever catch yourself 
buying like or buying things that are maybe luxurious when you thought they were quality or look even looking back after the fact so trevor to your thing that you were talking about with phones it's it's a um, uh you looked at it as is a luxury whereas for me i look at it as i'm buying a quality phone so i think what everyone defines uh as luxury and quality i think it's all relative yeah i agree with that it, it is relative I know, and it might be age too, right? So somebody older who has already fulfilled a lot of the utilitarian things in their life, all of a sudden, you know, I remember, so in my younger days, I might've looked at a VCR, if you can imagine what one of those are. That was a luxury item in my younger days. If they still existed today, it would be a utility in my life. So I think luxury quality, it's it, it's, it's it has a distinction for each person in their given personality and also by age group. But would you two not argue that when something is so subjective and so individual that that is when it gets a little dangerous and a little dicey because the line can really be skewed and and maybe we find ourselves justifying things that we shouldn't be justifying. Well, here's a good example. So Mike, do you own a car? No, I don't. Would you consider that a luxury if you decided to get one at this point in your life? At this point in my life, I would consider a luxury. Even if I was buying a Honda Civic or something like that, I'd consider that a luxury item. And so for me, I own a Honda Civic. And for me, that is a utility. That is, that is just a, it's not a luxury item. It's something I, I need to get by on a day-to-day basis. So I, I think that's a pretty good example. of. Uh, now, I, I own a bicycle. Uh, how about you guys? I do too, yeah. yeah. So Courtney? Uh, no, I, I don't. So... Um, it was recently stolen. Yes, it was recently <laughs> stolen from. Oh, long story, but it was recently stolen. If you're list, if so, you stole my bike and you're listening to this, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, so, let's, let's let's hear about your bike. So so Mike, what's your bike like? So my bike is a, a third generation bike that the uh, gears broke on it. So I converted it to a single speed bike. So for me, it I don't know. I guess I'll call it a cheap bike. It's not really a, a luxury bike. It's not a quality bike. But is it a utility in your life, or is it is is it a luxury to have a bike? Just the concept. I would call it a utility. I consider it a utility. It's something I use to get around. It's uh, it's yeah. So a he, utility. So here's an interesting spin. So I have a a fairly high end mountain bike, and for me forget that it's a high-end mountain bike for me a bicycle is a luxury you know it's it's not something i use on a day-to-day basis it's it's a toy in my world right it's something i use for recreation so uh, hearing that i want to ask a question now so mike you have a bike that you actually use as a mode of transportation yet it sounds like a very inexpensive very kind of makeshift bike that you kind of put together to work for you yet trevor you have this bike that you view as a luxury but that is quite expensive and maybe you don't ride it as much as Mike. So uh, how, how, do, how does that work in your both, both your minds? Yeah, Logic would say Mike should have a real high-end bike because it's a, it's a utility. It's something. So how do you, how do you reason through that you, you have this, I'll call it a cheap bike? I think uh, it goes back to that whole thing. We, we tend to uh, justify luxury with price. So for utility items, we don't want to put forward that extra money or whatnot so like for me my utility bike i I don't want to put extra money into that whereas when you're looking at it like you ride it i assume uh, as a hobby or whatnot you go mountain biking you ride some trails you look at that as a luxury so things i think that you don't use as a utility item you want to spend extra money on and i know for me it's the same case uh i i woodwork and i buy a lot of nice hand tools and some people could say they're on the, the the verge of luxury and i think it's whenever it's something we're not using because it's a utility 
utility item we want to put that money out there so so can you describe your tool collection i just i want to wrap my head around that because the reason i want to know is because I, that's a hobby i would consider that you know any hobby luxurious sort of uh equipment right it's, it's something that's not a utility what what kind like so you're saying it's it's luxury uh how 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 are you making the distinction that it's not just quality, it, or is it just because of of the fact that you even have that tool collection, the fact that that even is a hobby? I so I look at it as a, a luxury because it's something. It, it's a hobby. It's something I I'm doing extra. You know, it's not something I I need to be doing. So that's why I look at it as a luxury. Uh, so my tool collection, I, as a minimalist, I like to keep it simple. It's a it's a small collection of hand tools. They're all from Lee Valley Tools, great tool company, and they uh, they're all hand are they're all high quality uh, tools. So you know that you're you're going to get good quality. But I look at it as a luxury because it, it's something beyond what I need. So that's interesting. So at the beginning, Courtney talked about cheap versus quality, and then quality versus luxury. So your distinction on this is it's quality. It's not cheap, but it it, it is a luxury because it's not required that is that sort of your perspective that you're yeah that's the perspective i i'm taking on that is that uh, i and i guess it's that whole relative thing is is if we if we need it i think we look at it more quality and if it's something we we don't need but we want i think it starts phasing into a, a luxury thing so if if someone was i think woodworking say as a profession they, they might actually look at that and just say they're buying quality tools because they need it yeah i would agree with that so just say you said you had a side hustle uh, making furniture and selling it, then all of a sudden it would become quality, not luxury. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think that that would sum it up. So I, I want to jump into actually talking about um, kind of overarching, categorical, big decisions we make in our lives and, and how, I mean, you guys would have to agree that we, we, we make these kind of big decisions about all, some of the things we're going to talk about, car, homes, um, how we kind of raise our children, um, vacations, consumer electronics, restaurants and groceries, uh, footwear and clothing, and then hobbies, which we kind of touched on. But these are like big decisions. And you I am sure you guys would agree that if you, I mean, with all the things we do in our life and all the big decisions we make, if, if, we, if we maybe choose luxury every time over over quality i mean it, things are going to add up and this is going to make a big impact in our in our in our kind of our future financial us yeah I, you know i i say this all the, the the things that'll destroy you financially are cars and houses and if you choose luxury on both of those at any level i i think your your chances of early financial independence are are going to evaporate in a hurry and i'll say with cars if you choose luxury with cars, you get to make that bad decision over and over because you have to buy a car so many times over your lifetime. To kind of add to Trevor's point, but take it from a, a younger person's perspective, for me, I, I haven't bought a house or I haven't bought a car. But from my, my day-to-day things, I know that like if, if I kept thinking I was buying quality, but I'm actually buying luxury, all those day-to-day purchases, they start adding up and, and you're, you don't even realize you're buying luxury, but you're actually, you are, and then like it's going to cost you in the long term. So, you know, I'd agree with that. And, you know, back to the beginning of the show, uh, Ron's uh, email that he sent us, you know, like being, like to be around like-minded people. This is a great example where being around people who are maybe spending some time around people who are not like-minded might shed some sanity or some perspective on your buying decisions. If, if you know somebody who lives an exuberant lifestyle, 
and they're buying a particular brand of clothing and then you realize that you, you're buying the exact same brand of clothing, you might think, well, wow, if this guy, he, in my mind, lives a very luxurious life and I'm wearing the same clothes he is, maybe I'm, I'm buying luxury when I think I'm buying quality. So I, I want to talk about that. How, Mike, it sounds like you kind of have some experience really analyzing your purchases and, and, and what, and, and, and making sure you're buying quality when it should be quality and, and luxury when it, and maybe you are able to buy luxury. So how do you make sure that you kind of stay on top of that and are always conscious and aware of your purchasing decisions? So an example I'll give is um, with food. So obviously you can go to the grocery store, you can buy cheap food, which is a lot of that aisled stuff, you, like chips and stuff like that. And things like, like you're not going to get, you're not going to feel good when you're eating it. Like your body's not going to be fueled. And then you can buy quality food, all your veggies and like good produce and even stuff down the aisles. There's good stuff. But then I know, for example, uh, there's a lot of health food things. And that's something where you could say, oh, well, I'm buying quality food. It's, it's all health food stuff. But in, in reality, I think you're buying luxury. But if you think you're buying quality there, then you end up think, you, you end up getting luxury that you, you're not really knowing that you are. And in the long run, all that health food stuff, it ends up costing a lot more. That's a, yeah, that's a good, yeah. ex- that's a good example. And in the, back to the thing, if you make, if you keep making mistakes on food, think, think of the, the opportunity to repeat those mistakes. Cause I mean, you're buying groceries every week and you're, and you're putting food yeah, in your body you, every day. And, uh, and yeah, if you do, sorry, Mike, keep going. If you, if you do like a quick uh, thing on it, say you spend a hundred dollars on food a week and I'm going to say throw an extra $20 or $30 on top for that health food stuff. You like, you do thirty dollars uh, extra a week times that by fifty two weeks. It adds up in a hurry. Yeah, that and can sink you. Yeah, I like that distinction too, yeah. though, because I think we can all, especially health food. That's a phenomenal example. We can all fall into that trap where we'll pick up this cereal or this 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 certain something that we think we think it might be healthy we think it might be good for us but we could probably get the same kind of nutritional benefits from again kind of clean eating food from from the the other aisles that that you mentioned mike so here's a scenario so it's the it's winter time i'll say it's january when fruits and vegetables are the most expensive so you go to the grocery store you could buy a bag of chips for 99 cents or you could buy a bunch of grapes for i don't know i've paid as much as four four or five dollars for grapes, uh, for snacking food. So, what is that in the winter? Is that a luxury? Like, should you really be buying uh, fruit like that out of season, or or? So, I'm gonna go with option uh, out of option A and B. I'm gonna go with option C, uh, the hidden one, and that's uh, I'm gonna go with clementines because they're in season. <laughs> that's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna go with option D probably in that. Or actually, it'd be option C. Choose alternatives too that are more economically friendly. So with with uh, with food, if you buy out of season, you're saying it's it's definitely a luxury. Hundred percent. Like so, in the summer, and it, I think it goes back to that whole relative thing. In the summer, I think grapes that's a, a just quality snack. But then if you go to the winter time, you're buying a luxury snack. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. That's a really good distinction. So I do want to go through this list now that we've uh, kind of put together. So the first is a car. So let's kind of talk about talk about when you, when it's important to buy a quality car, when it, when or if it's important to buy a luxury car, and and how to tell if you're buying quality versus luxury. So we we've talked about uh, you know the the between you know me having a car and it's a utility. It's it's not a it's not a luxury. And you guys you guys not having cars considering them luxuries. 
but with within you know if you're if you consider a car a utility you know if you think of um honda and acura they, they if if you buy the you you can buy them they almost look identical in terms of the shape of the car but one is the luxury brand of the other so i i have a friend that works at honda on the assembly line and he says when they make these cars the hondas and acuras come down the exact same assembly line they just put different pieces on them but mechanically in his mind they're the exact same car you know you know but so i talked about the functional utility of a, of a product a car is the epitome of of luxury if it starts when you want it to start and it it doesn't break down on the way to wherever you're going that is all the car you need to to talk about the pieces though do are the so your friend does think mechanically it works the same and, and the pieces do you think are are these are is one superior than the other like the actual so parts? i'll say so i'll say i i consider heated seats in a car luxury or they even have now heated steering wheels now i'm gonna so you guys have spent time in a car is air conditioning is that a luxury or is that a utility in canada i'm gonna say it's a luxury yeah i i think it's a luxury and it's it's own but you know cars are marketed like if a car doesn't have air conditioning it's like it's it's broken do you know what I mean? That that car doesn't work anymore. It doesn't have air conditioning. Why why would I own it? Well, and Trevor, we talk about all the time how your one of your cars has crank down windows. I mean, some people might look at at um, automatic windows as a kind of a necessity, but for you, it's just I mean, crank roll down. Sorry, automatic windows would be a luxury. So so here's when when I'm I'm looking at replacing one of my cars now, and I'm yet to find a car that doesn't have power windows power locks, air conditioning, cruise control. I'm yet to find a car that doesn't have those features. So is maybe the base standard for luxury or reverse quality, it's maybe moving up. So what used to be considered like that benchmark, that threshold back 10 years ago might be different now in 2017. Yeah. And so I wonder how is that being, that that's a good perspective good idea but i wonder if that's being pushed at us from the manufacturer or pulled by the consumer i wonder how that that's evolving no that's a that's a really good thought and it kind of it, it kind of at a grand scale is a little bit of lifestyle forced lifestyle inflation whether we want it or not yeah like i can't find a car that doesn't have those features and the reason i mention it is every car i've owned the driver's side power window has has failed and had to been replaced and it is un unbelievably expensive to fix those things more than it should cost but try driving a car in july with the driver's side window doesn't go down it's 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 horrible i almost it almost makes me wonder what the landscape is going to look like in the future i mean especially with 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 everything going up i mean it almost normalizes everything like mike until you said that 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 point right there it kind of you, you don't realize how how your everything is kind of the standard of living or your expectations are going up with subconsciously so let's move on to talking about homes, home renos, and just kind of our, our place of living. So, so Mike, you, you currently rent right now, right? I do, yes. And do, do you find, so from your perspective as someone who rents, do you think having a home is a luxury or is that something that is, is a kind of a utility from your perspective? Or how, how do you view that? I think that there's definitely, you hit a point where I think you're, you are getting more luxury out of a home. So as a renter, I'm looking into uh, renting a new place. So I, I keep my eye out on the, the market. And I think that uh, you do reach a point where you're paying more 
for to rent a place and you're paying more for the luxury of the place like nicer countertops or something like nicer floors and i think then you reach a point where you're just getting a quality home where the stuff behind the walls all the plumbing and electrical you're, you're getting a house that has it's going to be sufficient and it's not going to keep breaking down and causing you headaches so let me ask you though is location is that uh y- y- the quality of the location is that is that a luxury to to be Look, ideally, like located in a nicer neighborhood or located closer to your place of work, is is that a luxury or is 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 that cons- is something you put on like sort of a quality of life perspective? I think it's all it's all relative again. It, it's what you want. So for me, I live downtown and I want to continue living downtown. It does cost a little bit more, but then you can look at it and say, okay, well, there's other expenses I'm not incurring, such as I I don't need a car. So in some ways, I think. It, I, for me, I would say it's quality, but then I think you can push it a little too much. And again, it's that threshold where uh, if you get a little too close say, to downtown, then maybe you are paying luxury. So I, I think it's it's that whole thing of that, that relativeness of it. Once you've crossed the line to not needing a car, you're, it's still the quality of life you're getting. But if you get too close to, say, the, 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 the place to be in the, the core downtown, then, then you've crossed that line. Yeah, yeah, like for example, I'd say um, I'm right at the edge of the downtown area. So for me, I, I got to go a little bit farther to get to places and whatnot. But I would say I'm, I'm close enough to downtown and I have access to everything that I'm, I'm in that quality zone. But if, if I move deeper into downtown where Sam paying an extra 100 or $200 a month for rent, I would I'd say I'm approaching that luxury zone then. Well, that's really, that's a very, I, I love the way you put that. And and what about you, Tre- you, Trevor? How do you how do you view owning a home? I know we talk about homes all the time here on the podcast, but and and, and maybe this goes a little bit into the home reno and home reno- and home improvement thing as well. Well, so I, I'm not going to get into home improvements here because that's a, that we did a whole show on that. But home improvements as opposed to home repair, that's all luxury. I mean, if you have a, a working kitchen and you upgrade that kitchen, that is all luxury there there's not one bit of utility quality you know that that that's pure expense but you know when i think of the the houses my grandparents grew up in they were like 900 or 1000 square feet and that was the standard and, and just everybody lived in those now houses are you know 2500 3000 square feet that's just a house now that's that's not a big house that's just a house and if you wanted to buy a 900 square foot house, good luck finding one. I mean, they're just not out there. So it's kind of like the car thing. You know, I don't know if it's consumers pulling that or, or, or home builders pushing that at us, but it's evolved into something that I consider home ownership. Because the houses are so big, it's mostly luxury. And I, the other thing with, with home ownership is you're – you're paying for a lot of things that you may or may not use. Like right now, I, I, I'm an empty nester. I have more house than I need. I have a yard that I barely use. So if you're not utilizing your your home, be it an apartment or a house, if you're not utilizing all of it, then it represents more luxury than than quality and utility. Let's uh, let's move on to talking about vacations because, I mean, even the word itself has this very luxurious connotation to it. So are vacations always a luxury or can is it more sometimes a quality thing or is it ever a quality thing? Well, I think vacations are pure luxury. But, you know, sometimes you need to get away to get your sanity from, from your job. 
you know, you need a, a, to break up the routine. And if you, so if you don't take, if you deny yourself vacations for an extended period of time, it almost becomes a requirement. For me, whenever I look at uh, the comparison of quality versus luxury with vacations, I, I think, like you said, Trevor, uh, you got to get away from work and stuff and you want to spend time with the people you care about. So to me, I think whether I'm traveling over to Europe or I'm just going an hour away, uh, a getaway, I, I think if you're spending it with people, it's quality. So then it becomes like, like it's that whole thing. So if I'm going an hour away, I think I'm getting a, a quality uh, vacation. Whereas if I'm traveling, you know, spending a whole bunch of money traveling over to Europe, then I'm getting a luxury uh, vacation. That's so I think, but again, it's relative, I think. That's a good perspective. So you, you would associate uh, a quality time with, with the people you're with, regardless of where you are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so the next one, we kind of touched on this before. And Trevor, we know you're an advocate of consumer electronics, but I, I think... I think this is a good one to touch on because, I mean, I, let's just look at the uh, cell phone. How do you classify a cell phone? So we did an episode on cell phones. So cell phones are not a luxury. A smartphone is, is it's almost a societal expectation that you have one. You, you know, we talked about, you know, if you come up on an accident scene and someone said call 911, they assume you have a phone. So I, I think having a phone on you is probably a requirement but now I, I own an iPhone, an Apple iPhone, and I consider that a luxury product. And it, it, it does, and I consider it luxury because it, it does more than I need. You know, it has more function than, than I tend to use. And I'll admit that, that that Apple logo is somewhat of a status symbol to me. Okay, so kind of throwing the devil's advocate on that. It, so a flip phone, say, like the, the ones we used to use like five, six years ago, those phones... Uh, that would get your bare bones thing. You know, you can open it, you can call 911, you can call your friends. Is that then, is that quality or is that just cheap? I, I to me, in my mind, that's cheap. I, I really think it is because it's going to limit what you can do. Like you can't do your banking on that. There's no maps. So I, I'm thinking your your cell phone or, or your, your experience in society is going to be diminished by that. In fact, texting on one of those, I don't even know how you do that with just a number pad. I know it can be done, but I don't think I could do it. So then what kind of phone would you fall, uh, would you put in the middle there that that's just a quality phone? Like where's that threshold then? Yeah, so I've I seen phones sort of, a, I'll call them no-name brands. Well, it's, so I've seen a Motorola phone at Staples for $99. It's an Android phone. And I, I've never used one and I've never talked to anyone that used one, but I, I think you could probably meet your basic needs with that. I mean, you could, there's an app store so you can get you know, your banking apps or, or all that type of thing. So I think it probably for for hundred dollars you could you know come in on the ground floor of smartphones and and function somewhat. So so with Motorola, it's less of a known company. So in some ways, I think it, by by focusing less on the name brand like Apple, which is well known, if you focus on uh, if you don't focus on the name, then you're you're probably getting quality then over luxury. Yeah, you know, if I walked into yeah. into into a cell phone store like the glasses store that you were in, and there was no labels on anything, I I doubt I would leave with an iPhone. So so Trevor, are are you saying then that luxury is okay f in the case of having your iPhone because maybe you don't indulge in luxurious things in all the other as aspects of your life? Well, you you definitely can't be luxury on every aspect of your life, but I think. I, it, again, I, it's the, if I'm willing to go luxury on the things I, I want to use as opposed to the things that I have to use. So I, I really enjoy technology. So it, for me, it's something I, 
I usually get excited about and, and enjoy using. So it just enhances the experience, but you, you can't lose your mind and, and go luxury on every aspect of your life. You have to pick and choose. So the next one I want to talk about, and we kind of talked about groceries already, but uh, restaurants. So, I mean, I per- I want to get your perspective because I personally classify eating out at a restaurant as something that is always deemed as a luxury. But I mean, do either of you have a different perspective on that? I think I'm with you on that. I, I think eating out is 100% a luxury. Uh, for me, whenever I look at eating out, it's it's about spending time with people. So I, I could go somewhere else and like, for example, I could go to Tim Hortons and everyone could buy a, a $2 coffee or tea and we can still spend time together. So to me, uh, I look at it as 100% a luxury. You know, I would agree with that. And anytime I, I go out for dinner, it, it, it if you think of humans we all need to eat so it's the one common thing we all share right we all we all need to consume food at regular intervals so it's that one common interest we'd have i would agree with you mike that going to anywhere to be with people is you're you're calling so you're sorry i did you call that a luxury or was it a uh i called it a luxury yeah eating 100 a luxury yeah so i i think i'm kind of conflicted because i i i think it, it I think part of it depends on how much uh, you put on food because I, I think there's a lot of people who like going out to restaurants and they, they enjoy trying these really high quality foods made by uh, professional chefs. So for me, I'm not a big food connoisseur. So to me, when I go eating out, the only thing I'm gaining from it is the time I'm spending with people. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, but I, I think restaurants, I would agree, it's pure luxury. So, But, but there there's a quality element to it right the the quality of the experience so going to a a unique restaurant or to to get food that you've you've never had before i I guess that is luxury yeah i I call restaurant pure luxury i want to move on to talk about kind of the footwear and clothing category which we have touched on already but i like i know i'm faced with this dilemma when i when i go to get new shoes i'm i kind of i I mean i'm not maybe i'm not sure this is just a female thing or it's probably a male thing too but I kind of hit that dilemma where it's, do I want a really expensive pair of either sandals or boots that will last me a while? Or do I want to just get a more inexpensive pair that maybe will will break in maybe half a year to a year, but that I can kind of replace with something else just because maybe that's more of a fashion shoe than anything else? Footwear is a unique thing for me. I have pretty sensitive feet, I guess you could call it. But I tend to, and this is this a trap society, you know, marketing has put me into, I tend to go with a brand name footwear and the luxury brand name footwear just so I don't sort of psych- psychologically think my feet are sore because I bought, you know, no name shoes. So I, I tend to go luxury and overspend on shoes just so I'm not going to, you know, be on my feet all day somewhere regretting what I, buyer's remorse and I bought some sort of low end footwear. So I do it from a safety perspective, you know, just just so I I won't regret. Something I find I, I do a lot with footwear and clothing is we always talk about that walking out store with no labels is I always ask my, myself, am I buying this for the label or am I buying it because of the quality or not? So I, I always ask myself, would I still buy this if the label wasn't on it? And if I can say yes to that, then I know I'm buying it for the quality over the the, the luxury of it. Yeah, that's a good that's a good approach. I like that. 
Okay. So this wasn't on our list, but I, I do want to ask a question for kind of more of the household utility items where, I mean, we'll, we'll take a, a kitchen, the kitchen area of the house, because there are stores or even the bedroom too, because there's Bed Bath & Beyond and there's, there's kitchen stores that are dedicated to kitchen products. So, I mean... It, we have heard that, I mean, if you buy something cheap, it might not last as long or or the quality might not be as good as if you buy something more expensive. And I think maybe something, our, I don't know, a lot of our listeners may be thinking is, should I just invest a little bit of extra dollars and maybe it'll last longer or won't wear out as fast? So I'm a firm believer with household stuff and the whole idea, and I think Trevor mentioned it earlier, was cheap. I know with, like, uh, like you said, in the kitchen and stuff is... If I go out and buy that nicer thing or even in the, the bedroom or whatever, the, the bathroom, if I go and buy that nicer thing, it's not going to change my experience. Like if I buy cheap towels, my hands are still going to get dried. If if I buy a cheaper frying pan, I'm still going to be able to cook my food. So to me, cheapness doesn't matter. And actually, I always used to joke, my house has these really cheap pots and uh, the pot always rattles. And I, I always say, well, if I bought quality pots, I wouldn't know my water's boiling. So <laughs> I, in some ways, I like cheap <laughs> that's a good that's a good point you know when i when i think of consumables in the kitchen or or even the bathroom i'm going to use an example once i I bought some really cheap shampoo and i literally i I couldn't get enough in one hand that would create a lather it was so diluted so i I actually needed both hands to get enough shampoo so it was deceiving marketing so it was this huge mega jug of shampoo at a glance you think this is going to last me six months it only lasted six weeks because you needed so much of it. So a lot of it is just, I'm going to say packaging, you know, and they kind of fool you with the packaging. Consumables, for the most part, the, the beauty of that is if you do buy cheap, it's not a sort of long-term consequence associated with it. So I tend to test cheap in consumables, you know, take it for a test drive and say, you know, is this worth the money? And if it isn't, well, I only got to live with it for a week or two weeks and then I'll go out and buy a better brand. Whereas if you bought a, a cheap permanent product or semi-permanent, like a like a computer or a, or a phone or even glasses, you're kind of stuck with that for a longer period of time. And then you just, it, it, the consequences are greater. I, I do want to add into to this, to this uh, topic that I, I think there are certain things. I think it goes back to the things that add value to your life. So for me, a vegetable peeler is always, always, always something that has to work so great for me and I know when it's not a good quality maybe I'm just not good at peeling vegetables but I I notice when it's not quality so like that is my one thing that I will invest a lot of money in because it, it's it's important to me and improves my quality of life while I'm chopping it just makes it easier for me so is that if something make is it becomes easier for you or, or just or faster is that a luxury is that just a quality well I think I think, to- I think you can go you could go cheap quality and luxury on, on something like that a kitchen utensil and i can give you an example so you got your your vegetable peeler that doesn't actually peel vegetables that's cheap then you got the 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 utility standard vegetable peeler that that is so sharp it might take skin off and then you've got this i'll call it this thing i a fairly new invention called the spiralizer which takes vegetables and, and converts them into you know different cuttings and, and that would be luxury in my mind. I, I, so you could take that thing and, and have three perspectives. And it turns out I have one of each. <laughs> and I think to uh, Trevor's point before is if you go, if you focus on going cheap with everything and then you identify those one or two things, maybe you want to go a little more quality on 
then I think you uh, overall, you're going to end up with uh, more cheap things and you might end up overall again, saving money. You know, and to that point, if, if you're, if you're buying a new thing, like a good place to start is Dollarama, right? If it's just go back to the vegetable peeler. If you just, you know, moved out on your own and you have no idea how much you spend on a vegetable peeler, go buy one at Dollarama. I mean, you're, you're, you're out a dollar and see how it works. And then, then that becomes your baseline, right? And then, that either works or it doesn't and then you know okay i need something better than that so uh, do you would you carry that philosophy with you throughout kind of all areas of your life kind of start at the at, uh, start at the most kind of inexpensive i mean are you always going to start at cheap are you going to ever start at luxury for some things like do, uh, that way you can find yourself a baseline well a good thing to think about so a cell phone plan you know, there's no sense starting out with a Cadillac cell phone plan and, and you'll never know if you maxed out all your the features of your phone because you have almost unlimited. So you maybe you'd start with a low-end plan and, and, and see how much of that you, you you utilize and then, you know, incrementally increase it until you reach a, a, a point of equilibrium where you're, you're, you're not overusing your cell phone plan and you're not underusing it. So I think it's a trial and error thing really to find that sweet spot where you've moved out of cheap and, and into quality but not have overextended yourself into luxury so i think the uh it's easier to move forward than backwards so it's easier to go from being say a, a living a student's life and going to living a professional's life than after like living a professional's life and going back to a student's life so i think it's always easier to go from from cheap to luxurious rather than luxurious to cheap. So I, I think it's always better to start low and work up. You know, that's a fabulous point. No, I love and, it, yeah. And if a good example would be is if, I'll say with cars, if you go out and buy a brand new car, and, and that's a, 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 I'll say a, a great experience, and then in the next car you go to, you go to buy a used car. I, I mean, that's that's a real hard transition to make. So that's a fabulous point. Because I, I think I think we can we can all admit right now right here right now that we would all love every aspect of our life to be luxurious to have luxury in every part. But I mean, th- that's that's exactly why we're talking about this issue today. Because it's I mean, if we make those decisions, we're not going to achieve our goals. So I I, th- I think that's I think that's a really great point, Mike. To your thing, actually, I don't know if I'd want luxury in all parts of my life. As as a minimalist, I I actually think it would almost be overwhelming to have a whole bunch of luxury because you're always getting more than you need. So then you end up with all this extra stuff. Like I know I recently uh, rented a car and it was this luxury high-end car and it almost had too much. There were, there was too many options, too many things going on. I just wanted a simple car that could drive. So I don't know if that's actually the case. No, I, I, that's, I, n- I never even thought of it from that perspective. So that's, it's, it's so true. So Trevor and Mike, I think this brings us to the end of today's show. And I mean, I loved this uh, roundtable discussion. And, and Mike, your perspective on everything today has been incredible. And it's really uh, challenged some of Trevor's views, which which I is definitely great. But bef- before we lead off, do you have any final kind of thoughts or takeaways to really kind of inspire our listeners who, to maybe kind of give a, to help them give another thought to whether they need something cheap or if it should be quality or if it should be luxury in, in kind of areas of their life? I think the big takeaway from this show is Mike's point, the one he just made, whereas it's impossible to start out at luxury and work your way back. You should always start out at cheap if that fits the scenario and work your way forward toward luxury. That's the only way you're going to know you, you really have what you need. 
So that is it for the show. Thank you so much for being here this this week. Thank you, Ron, for your for your email. Keep sending them to us. We uh, we we love featuring them on the podcast and kind of answering questions here for you. So until next week, keep it simple. <laughs>